Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Hockey Think Tank podcast brought to by the hockeythinktank.com, a website for all players, parents, and coaches to go to get a little bit of education and a little bit of inspiration regarding the greatest game on the planet. What an episode we have for you guys here today. It is just Jeffrey, the Jehu man, and myself. And we got a little AMA, a little ask me anything. And it's going to be a pretty fun one because both of us are going to ask each other three questions. And these are three questions that neither of us know is coming back our way. So um, I'm excited to hear what Jeffrey has for me. I am also excited to hear the the answers to the questions that I have for him. And uh, we're going to have a little fun with this episode. And uh, hopefully you guys can take something out of this that you can use in your careers or lives or whatever it may be. So without further ado, let's bring on the talent of the podcast, the one Jeffrey J. Human Levecchio. Vex, what's up today, brother? I didn't mean to. Uh, I usually, guys listening, I usually put my microphone on mute when Tilf does his introduction because this is episode eight billion i think now and i laugh hey every... you know what this is episode 249 wow 249. So we're almost at a quarter of a thousand man quarter we're almost of at a, 250 quarter of a billion so we're at a quarter of a billion <laughs> episodes guys and i laugh every single freaking time Tof does his intro it's every so... <laughs> 249 times. We've actually did one episode we didn't release. So 250 times I have laughed when Tope has done that. And I laugh just as hard every time. So and I have these. to try not to laugh. And <laughs> so I you heard, heard your laugh. And so yes. I laughed. Yes. So if you guys heard me there, I'm sorry, but it gets me every freaking time. It is. <laughs> it is my favorite thing all day long. I'm doing well, man. I, uh, you know, I told you last week in the last couple of weeks, I was working with those uh, those those NFL guys and a, and a D1 football player. And, and my last session with them was on Friday um, for the rest of the offseason with with the one guy who I worked with like a lot. Another guy kind of flies back and forth on the weekends to work with uh, my my functional sports medicine doctor for my company, Dr. Tony. So I'll work with Tony a little bit more. But, man, it was just really cool to work with such a high level athlete from a different sport. Um, especially one that I've never, never sport, I've never worked with before. So that was like a really, really cool experience. And it just like proved to me too, that like athletes are athletes, like doesn't matter what sport they want to be challenged, like the good ones, they want to be challenged. They want to be pushed. They want to find that extra 1%. And this guy was the embodiment of that. And, uh, it, it really like lit my fire back in the gym like not that it's ever like goes out but but to be around a guy like that during my like downtime you know when all my guys are gone it was really fun for me to be in in the gym with a guy so dialed every day i'm sure i'm sure i mean dude it's like the same thing it's probably the thing that i've said most in the 200 almost 50 episodes that we've done is like surround yourself with 
good people and like people that can make you feel like that at the at just by being around them and their work ethic and and stuff so it's just such a game changer every time you're able to surround yourself with people like that Dude, it just makes just, you better it's just like i i only i, I I only want to be around people like that. Like the older I get, the, the less and less time I have for people who are, you know, negative all the time or glasses half empty all the time. Like yeah. obviously every now and then, like, yeah, it's going to happen. Right. That's going to things, but like people who are like perpetual pessimists, I don't want anything to do with you. I want, I don't want you tainting my energy like my life, like anything. I only want people who are like, and that doesn't mean everything's sunshine and rainbows. It doesn't mean you're wearing rose colored glasses. It doesn't mean you're not having real conversations or, or, or anything like that. But like, I just want people who are like solutions focused versus like complaining nonstop. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and for I, sure. And, and dude, and, energy is contagious. And I don't care how like positive of a person you are, if you're surrounded by negative people, like it's gonna have an effect on you. It does, man. It one hundred percent. And in the opposite way, like if you're not, a, if you're a negative person, you surround yourself with positive people. It's gonna bring you out of it. Hundred percent too. Love that. And that's why I'm, you know, obviously you are. You you do so many good things with with culture and speeches on culture and all the stuff that you've done in the past with talking to teams and presentations and you know before you were with university of michigan not a big deal uh, and you were flying around the country working with college teams and junior teams with your your culture uh, uh training man it's just like it's just everything in life and the older i get the more i realize like it, it is everything yeah it, but the funny thing about culture like you can talk about it you can work on it all you want the most important part of culture is the people who are on the bus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's, that's the, <laughs> if that's the secret, like if there's a secret sauce to having a good culture, that's it. It's just having really good people like on the bus, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. With when you have the right, if you have the right people on the bus, then they'll, buy into the stuff that's going on and and they'll treat people right and and they'll have more of a selfless attitude for the betterment of the group and yeah it's like it's everything man it's absolutely you can work on it 24 hours a day seven days a week and have the exact right kinds of presentations and activities and habits and procedures and all that but it means nothing if the people are not bought into it and willing to be a part of it. I love it. I love it with tryouts, you know, youth seasons are about to come to an end here. Some of the youngest players are probably finishing right now. That's something I would just uh, throw in the ears of all the coaches that listen to us here too. You know, when you're picking your team, all, that's something to think about at those older ages. Like who, who who's going to be an energy vampire in the room? Whose Dude. parents are energy vampires? Oh. You know, do you want to deal with those? Who you know? Who what? Which kids are the ones who bring those up around them in the locker room, in the weight room, on the ice, on the bus, on the plane, at team dinners? You know, def there's definitely something to be said about that. So just something to think about to all you coaches out there. I mean, even at the college level, man. Like I, I remember talking to it. He was one of like he still is one of the top recruiters in college hockey. And I was talking recruiting with him. And one of the things he said was just so simple. He's like, I, I just have to want to be around you every day. 
for the kids that like he's gonna be recruiting. If I go down, he was like, if I go down and talk to you after a game and I don't like you, I'm not going to recruit you. I don't care how good you are because at the end of the day, like I'm around you every day. And if you make my day better, <laughs> wow, you know, then yeah. then that's good. I'm not I don't want to recruit somebody that like I just don't want to be around. Right. Or you know, it's just as simple as that, but it makes so much sense in any organization or team or culture, like if if you have people that just drain the energy, if you have people that are, you know, net negatives all the time, I mean, it's just not fun to be around. And that has a contagious, awful effect. Awful. Ugh. Um, one more thing I wanted to bring up, actually. Uh, one of our podcast guests, one of our most downloaded podcast guests is back up in the AHL, Tyler Parks. Tyler they Parks. Just, no just way. signed him to a one-way AHL deal for Who the did? rest of the what season. Team? Uh, Tucson again. Okay. Yeah, they just signed him to a one-way AHL deal maybe a week ago. I believe um, it's Tucson. Ah, uh, I believe it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. Diversity. Here you are. It's an I old thing. Diversity. I couldn't find it. <laughs> I couldn't find it deep in the cobwebs. But yeah, it's super, super happy for him. Uh, I know he's playing really well, so that's really awesome too. I talked to him on the phone yesterday. So for those you know, listening I, that haven't listened to that episode, Tyler Parks, one of Jeff's clients that he works with. He was playing high school hockey, JV, as a junior in high school. And in St. Louis, JV. In St. Louis, and he is now playing in the AHL. I mean, and the ups and downs and adversity that that kid went through. That I mean, who, nobody knows the name Tyler Parks, yet he was one of our most downloaded episodes ever. You know, yeah. so take yeah. that for what it's worth. And if you haven't listened to that one, I would suggest you go back and you Googleize it. Exactly. And if you're, you, you know, you're a coach or you got your junior player or, you know, some level where it's a little bit older and you, you, you're struggling and you're lost and stuff like that. I'm telling you, listen to that episode. Like never say never. Cause this guy got cut from like SPHL teams multiple times. And two to three years later, he was in AHL. Uh, five years later, I think it's been after he got cut from multiple SPHL teams, he got offers in the KHL and the SHL, two of the top three leagues in the entire world. Um, you know, two of the top four. So, um, anything is freaking possible. And I just wanted to say congrats to Parksy because I love that guy, and and it's been a really really cool ride seeing what he's been able to to endure and accomplish. Very cool, man. Very very cool. Congrats to Parksy. Congrats to Parksy. All right. Let's get to this. Ask me anything here. Uh, really quickly, yeah. want to thank the people who make this podcast go. Thank you to Gelstix, our title sponsor, GELSTX.com. Go there. Use the coupon code Think Tank One Word to get a discount on your weighted training sticks. Jeffrey, tell me about like, Train Heroic in 15 seconds or less. Go I like to say Train Heroic. <laughs> He's trying to be like the Mike Machines guy. Remember that guy? <laughs> the Hot Wheels guy who talked really fast? Oh, I yeah. guarantee you somebody knows what I'm talking about who's listening <laughs> to this. But anyways... Want to thank Train Heroic. That's where all my online training is housed. If you are a parent or a coach, you want to get in better shape and you want to be tested thoroughly, join my online training team, my own personal workouts. I hit 200 last week. That was really exciting for me. That's been a goal of mine for two years since I started this uh, online training team. I got 200 people around the world doing my workouts daily with me to get sexy and flexy, strong as an ox. So if you're looking to set a good example for your kids, join that. And then all summer long, my off-season training programs, which are hilariously cheap, 
uh, will be out, right? I've had thousands of players use this over the last three off seasons and it will help you be better at hockey. That is all that my goal is with my training. So uh, thank you to Train Heroic who makes that possible. I also want to thank Cured Nutrition. Cured Nutrition is a CBD company I've been with for, uh, I don't know, seven, eight months now. Absolutely love them. I take their tincture twice per day. Every single day helps my brain stay, uh, stay clean, helps me recover from my very intense workouts and uh, just keeps my game tight. So thank you to Cured Nutrition. If you're looking to try out some CBD, they've got tons of different ways you can use it. Go to curednutrition.com, type in the discount code GMBM and save yourself some money. And thank you to icehockeysystems.com. Did you like that transition there? (laughs) These guys are the best, the best uh, website out there for all your coaching education needs. They have thousands of drills. They have whiteboard explanations from NHL, former head coaches, all the way down to women's Olympians. Uh, you might even find a little hockey think tank stuff on there as well. And uh, you can get this for your entire organization. Absolute game changer. Uh, so go to icehockeysystems.com, look up the associations tab and get it for every single one of your coaches, but not just every single one of your coaches. You can get it for all the players too, or sorry, all the parents too, because they have access to the hockey think tank parent survival guide. Um, so I just think this can be good for any organization out there looking to get a leg up, any organization out there looking to get a little bit better for a hilarious, like Jeff says, hilariously low cost. Um, you know, you can get this for everybody. So, uh, also thank you to all of you. We really appreciate your support. If you can, please continue to send us some feedback via ratings and reviews. Also DMS, emails, all that good stuff. We love hearing your feedback and your input. The only thing that we ask for a return is that you help us spread the word about our podcast. We get thousands of listeners, uh, every week we continue to grow, continue to grow, continue to grow almost 250 episodes in. And that's because you guys are sending this to your parent groups. You're sending this to your organizations. You're sending these to your kids and everything like that. So, uh, we really would appreciate all of that. And, uh, with that, hopefully you can take some stuff out of this podcast episode number 249 AMA Jeffrey and I. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Just to reiterate, we are going to ask each other three questions, three questions that we do not know the questions beforehand. So we're getting surprised by them. No rehearsals. This is off the cuff. This is from the heart, from the gut. Let's go. Vex, you want to go first? First question? Yeah, I'll take first question. All right. So if you could go back in time, everything you know right now, not what would you tell your former self? What's something you would tell your parents that they need to have you do? And at what age would it be at? Oh, wow. Deep. Got me there. Okay. So I have to go back and tell my parents something. Be like, hey, your son, I am Toe from the future. Your son needs to do this one thing at this age and it will really help him. Actually, you know what? Um... Okay, there's a couple different ways I can go with this. So I'll probably go a couple different ways. The first way, honestly, you'll love this, is let's eat more nutritious foods. 
seriously, like no joke. Like, wow, let's eat yeah. more nutritious foods. Yes. Um, now, my mom was in charge of that. She had four kids going in a million different places. And that can be a difficult thing for a working mom <laughs> with four kids, three of whom play hockey, one who did gymnastics. Like just, I can't even imagine how absolutely crazy life was for her and for my dad in, in dealing with all of us youngins. Um, however, with that, we just did not eat very well growing up. Um, nutrition. And, and then again, I don't think that many people did. So it's not like it was just my family. Like, yeah, um, I didn't either. Yeah, you know, but I am very short. <laughs> you know, my my body type is not one that lends itself to not healthy eating. Um, you know, it, it's something that when I'm healthier, I'm feeling better, I'm looking better, like all that good stuff, right? So like um like I, I've said this before. I, I ate buffalo wings before games in junior hockey because I just didn't know, like it was a superstition, you know, it was like, I must've right. like had a good game once and ate Buffalo wings. But so I just did that for like years, which is in, like, how insane is that? Hilarious. Absolutely. Zero carbs. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I, I would say, um, that that would probably be the first, that's the first thing that popped in my head was like, Hey, let's, let's take nutrition a little bit more seriously. Um, because as you know, and as we talk about, nutrition is very, very important for development. And so that would be number one. I think if there was another one, I would probably tell them to tell me to make sure I have better self-talk. Nice. Treat yourself a little bit better. Yeah. Um, always very hard on myself. Always have been. Um, I think in, in a way it made me better because I was never satisfied. I always wanted better and was very competitive and got really pissed off when I lost, which I think led to good things. But at the same time, it's also been a detriment, I think, to my productivity, um, on and off the ice. So I, I think, and this is not because of them by any means, like they were always very supportive and positive and just unbelievably awesome parents. Um, and maybe they didn't even know. But maybe if that was just something, it's something that I know I'm going to talk about with my kids is going to be like, hey, like, you know, it's okay to make mistakes, fail forward, don't, you know, don't beat yourself up about things. And maybe they did tell me that, but <laughs> off the top of my head, that's, that's just another thing. Wow. I love it. I, I love that you chose two things that probably a lot of people wouldn't choose, wouldn't think that that's such a big thing, but those two things you do multiple, multiple, multiple times a day. Oh, for especially sure. Especially the self-talk, all yeah. the talk going on in our heads, especially when you're playing, practicing, you know, all that stuff. Like you're talking to yourself more than you're talking to anybody else. And your brain can't decipher between uh, somebody, you know, being like, you suck, Tof, you suck, stop playing hockey. And yourself being like, I suck, what? I suck today. Like your brain doesn't know the difference, right? It keeps the same score. So that is, wow. I did not, I did not see that one coming. Did I, I blow that out it. of the water? Yeah, I love okay? that. Well done. Well done. Thank I, you. Awesome. Very awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, do you want to do, we didn't talk about this pre-show, but do you want to do, do you want to answer that question too? Yeah, we might as well. Since yeah. we're only doing three. Um, Go ahead. I didn't I didn't have an answer prepared. Uh off the top of my head, what would I tell my parents to make me do or tell me to do when I was younger? Um 
I guess two two things. Uh, one would have been uh, play as many sports as I can as early as I could, uh, specifically gymnastics and basketball um, from a young age to make me better at hockey. Um, and then number two, I would say send me out to Mike Boyle to train for a week or a month as soon as possible. Like as soon as I started training, 13, 14, 15, like I started training, like I trained for two weeks before I moved in with you, my sophomore year of high school. That was the, you know, or maybe a week. So like right, right around 15 and a half, 16, whatever it was, was when I, when I um, started lifting weights and like actually training for hockey. Um, I would have told them to send me out to Mike Boyle when I was like 13, because I would have learned so much and I would have been so far ahead of the curve as far as training off the ice to make me better on the ice. So those, those would have been my two. Sweet. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yep. Very cool. Okay. My turn. Your turn. <laughs> the office ready. My, my, my turn. My, my turn. My dude. Okay. Hold on. Little, little sidebar here, by the way. I can't believe I haven't done this yet, but I have three kids. Okay. For all you office fans out there. And I know there's a lot of office fans cause we like to put out office lines and stuff like that. So I was talking with Rass, Rob Rassi, who's one of the assistants here at Michigan. And, and we were talking about the office and we were talking about the episode where Michael promises college tuition to all of the, uh, <laughs> all of the, all of the kids, like what, whatever it was 10 years ago. And then like the the day finally comes and he doesn't have any money to be able to do that. And do you remember what the name was of all those kids that were going to be getting those scholarships? Something Michael's kids or uh... Scott's tots. (laughs) So their name were Scott's tots. And I can't believe that I don't call my kids Scott's tots. Yeah, you need to. I have that's that's a hundred percent going to be moving forward when I'm calling Paige, Lucy and Celia. They're going to be Scott's tots. A hundred percent. (laughs) They're going to get sick of me saying that, but at some point they're going to be old enough where they're going to get the office. They're going to get the jokes and they're going to be like, dad. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Or they're going to be like, dad, that show is not funny at all. At that, at that time, they're going to be watching holograms from their uh, eyelids or something. Who knows what's going to be happening in that (laughs) time. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, anyway, okay. So my first question to you, it's so funny that you asked that question. And it's so funny the way that you asked that question, because my first question to you is if you can go and give yourself advice to your younger self, what age would it be? And what would the advice that you would give be? Would you give your younger self? Ooh, to myself. Yes. Um, I would go back to, I would go back to right before uh, it has a big tournament. Uh, this is tough. I think I'd probably go back to right before I entered junior hockey, my junior year of high school when I made the Lancers. And I would be like, listen, all right, this level is going to be a really hard jump for you. You need to not take how coach treats you as a a um f you to you as a person and you need to listen to the message not the delivery so like like take whatever he's saying but like don't take to heart how he's saying it or how he's treating you and don't don't care what he how he treats you prove prove people wrong Uh, that's probably what i would say nice yeah how about you 
It's so funny that you say that because the advice that I would give my younger self at 15 when I made my first USHL team was you're too young. Go back and play midget hockey. Crazy, right? I love that. Wow, that's so funny. You're, yeah, you're too. Honestly, you know what? That might be mine too. <laughs> I want to switch mine. Can I switch mine? I think I might honestly be like, yeah, you're too young. Go back a year and get way. It's more- a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, yeah. I I watched so many people. Um, and again, I don't love saying these kinds of things, but like I would say, I was probably a top five, top ten player in our age group in the u.s at that time no doubt um top five and i watched a lot of people pass me the next two years because i just lost all my confidence and thank god i got it back (laughs) it but it wasn't the same it still wasn't the same like i was beaten down like absolutely beaten down um and uh again adversity is a good thing having to learn how to be resilient is one of the most important skills and traits you can ever have so i would not trade that experience for anything but like i was not ready physically mentally emotionally maturity wise you know like it it just it was such a such a i don't want to say it was such a bad experience but like i should not have been playing junior hockey at that time i should have been playing midget hockey and and continuing to do and going on the progression that i was going on um and we would have been teammates and we would have been teammates dude and we would have been been teammates yucky (laughs) so i would say like that would be and it's why i caution so many people like you, you don't don't rush it man don't rush it like I've not heard of any people that have stayed the course and not rushed the process where it didn't eventually end up working out. There's a lot of people that rushed it, man, that uh, suffered pretty bad consequences. So I would say, dude, just go play midget hockey again and you'll be ready the next year. I, I love that. And I think that so many people need to hear it. Somebody told me the other day that like U18 hockey is kind of making a comeback now. I don't know if that was true or not, but I, I hope it is. Um, any thoughts on that? Um, I would say that again, this kind of goes back to the cost episode that we did a couple of years ago or a couple of years ago, a couple episodes ago. Um, I, I think what you're seeing is a lot of the more talented players kind of filtering into these prep school, all-star team type academy type things. So like, I think those teams are starting to be really good. Um, the local stuff has some work to do. I would still be a huge advocate of people playing for their local midget U18 teams. Uh, again, like it's it's a it's a marathon. It's it's not a sprint. And I know a lot of kids that are being tendered into the North American Hockey League out of U18. I know a lot of kids that are going to be drafted and play in the USHL that are playing U18 right now. And so again, get in the best situation for you situation where you're going to play situation where you can get good coaching. And, uh, if you're good enough, you're going to be found like there's too many good scouts at the juniors levels and the, and the college levels as well. Love that. Absolutely. Love that. Hey guys, I want to introduce you to a new company called Nord VPN that allows you to watch things from all over the world and also has an unbelievable security feature for you too. If you're bored of US Netflix, why not take it for a spin in the UK? Using Nord VPN and a click of a button, you can do just that. 
There's no need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN can also bring it right to you. With over 5,000 plus server options, no show is out of your reach. Using our show's link at nordvpn.com slash think tank, you can receive a huge discount on a two-year plan plus one free month. NordVPN also has unbelievable security features that can help protect you, and they've doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget, there is literally no risk to you with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try, and if you like, great. If not, they'll issue you a refund and you can pretend the entire situation never happened. Check out my link again at nordvpn.com slash think tank to get your subscription started today. Again, that's nordvpn.com slash think tank. Okay, my turn. Your turn. Your question your, two. Your turn. This is a hockey specific question. Woo-hoo. And I'm really interested to hear what your response is to this. Okay, ready? Define being hard to play against. Ooh. Uh, let me ask you this. Is that the same for every player, like every role? Because I like off the top of my head, I was going to say something. And then I was like, well, I think that's a little different for different roles. That would be part of my answer to that question. Okay. So I would yeah. like you to answer. Yeah. I don't right. want to give you a preconceived anything. I want you to just okay. answer the question. All right. Off the cuff. Boom. Um, for myself or for just any player? Dude, it's your it's your canvas to paint. There's no cheat sheet. Did you not know how I used to operate in school? Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, kids. Um, don't do that. Um, if I was going to say blanket statement, I would say... Uh, what define hard to play against someone that not only not only doesn't want to lose any battle any drill any anything on the ice uh but also like does everything they can to win like sells out to win lay in front of a shot um if it means you know sitting on the bench and pumping their teammates up because they're having a bad game like to me, like that's, that's, that's being hard to play against, like, because you're, it's like in your own head and you're not able to help the team in one way, but you're finding another way to help the team. Um, hard to play against. Probably also, I guess I would have to, I'm trying to think like blanket statement, but like going into roles, like hard to play against. I think everybody's role is different. And so, um, Blanket statement, everybody back check. Like back checking is hard to play against. When teams back check, it's very hard to play against. And a lot of guys don't back check. And I was actually just watching one of my clients' first games in the NHL this year, goaltender Joseph Wall, who's having an unbelievable season. AHL All-Star MVP just named like a week ago, whatever. And uh, I was watching his highlights from the Leafs game the other night. And like, you know, I, I don't feel I, I don't think that i'm like somebody that can bag on nhl players but you got john Tavares out there like not picking up a back check puck watching and that's one of the i don't know if that was the winning goal for uh the, the blue jackets where, where he didn't pick up his guy but um 
it was a major cause and a lot of like little details around the net. So I guess long-winded answer, completely long-winded answer because my brain is just ticking here. Um, <laughs> focusing on the details, what, doing everything you can to win every battle on the ice. And that doesn't mean just physical battles. That means where's your stick pressure on the penalty kill? Where is where, you know, what, where's your stick pressure uh, uh, on the four check? Are you having a player go where you want him to go versus letting him go where he wants to go. Um, I guess it just comes down to details and not wanting to lose at anything ever. I don't know. It's if we're getting into roles, like if we're, we're talking about myself, like what it meant for me to be hard to play against um, for me, I personally, I had to always move my feet. If my feet stopped moving, I sucked. Like literally I went from like whatever, like let's say my, my top of my game is an a, right. If I didn't move my feet, I was immediately at a C minus. And like, I, I probably couldn't get out of the seas if I wasn't moving my feet. So for me, had to constantly move my feet to be hard to play against, had to finish every check, um, had to play with stick pressure, had to block shots, had to go to the net and, and get the other team pissed off at me and get in the goalie's eyes. Um, for me, that was, that was what I needed to do to be hard to play against. Sweet. Yeah. I like dude, it. I just, that was a terrible articulation Sorry. <laughs> you went a lot of different ways Bro, guys for anybody listening there i feel like i'm usually pretty articulate that was embarrassing i had so many thoughts running in my head i can in tell like, in like you 16 directions to, yeah you were trying to piece them together dude that was that was, that was the least articulate i've ever been in my life <laughs> literally the least articulate for everybody listening i apologize for that that <laughs> last 97 seconds of your life um if you see me in public feel free to just <laughs> kick me right in the ass for this specific moment on this podcast oh. and you can reference episode 249 and i'd be like yep i deserved it somebody's Thank gonna you. do it too i hope so <laughs> Somebody in some rink randomly gonna is going to come random up rink. boot me in the ass. They're going to go Staz 249. Is gonna do Staz is going to go. do it next time he sees you. <laughs> I'm going to go, well-deserved. All right. I deserve <laughs> that. Okay. So now that I completely butchered this this last two minutes, uh, give me your definition. Jesus. I could right now I could be the guy to be like, no, man, that was that was good. No, dude. it was like, awful. It was, that was that was, you know, you, you tried nope. your best. No, you tried honesty. your best. Give me give me brutal <laughs> honesty. I'd rather have honesty. If I suck, I want to know I suck so I can be better. I'm about to listen to this tape, <laughs> watch video, freaking, you know, do some wind sprints while I'm talking on a microphone and having to think <laughs> random questions. Like, God, Jehu, figure it out. Hey, that's why you do AMAs, man. It's off the cuff. Now I will say. It wasn't your best performance, but there were some nuggets in there that I think were really good. There were some and, uh, nuggets in there, but they were covered in bird hair and dog feces. <laughs> I don't know. Go, was that, please, was that save, from Anchorman? It yes, smells it like a turd and bird hair or something like exactly. that. It smells like Bigfoots. <laughs> yeah. You know. Okay. Save us here. What? What is it? What is hard to play <laughs> okay, against with you? So, um, I'm going to like take what you said because I agree with a lot of what you said and I'm going to try and put it in with a, like, kind of like a bow. Um, so number one is tracks and gaps, tracks and gaps, tracks and gaps, tracks and gaps. You said back checking, like being hard against, like if you play against a team or a player that is always back checking or tracking back, that's just, you want time and space as a player and the people who take that away are not fun. So how do you take that? Like that's being hard to play against somebody who just smothered, like, gives you no time and space right and so how do you do that tracking back checking gaps always up on your gaps like defensemen that can skate 
that have great gaps on you. So now you don't have time with the puck when you get it are the worst. Like they're absolutely the worst to play against. Right. So number one, tracks and gaps. Number two, you said it stick pressure. Like somebody that's always in your grill and knows how to angle you into bad ice. Those people are just ridiculously hard to play against, really hard to play against. Right. So tracks, gaps, stick pressure. And then the last one alludes to your competitiveness and the competitive spirit that you were talking about. And that's just somebody that gives second and third efforts. Like, you know, the players that you play against, like when you go into a battle or you go into a corner, like the people that it's going to be hard, you know, it's going to be hard because they're not going to just give it to you. They're not going to give up either. They're not going to give up. And then when you win that first battle, they're going to try and get you into a second one. And then if you win that second one, they're going to try and get you into a third one just with their dogged puck pursuit, relentlessness, however, whatever you want to call it. Like they just second and third efforts. And I feel like that's a bit of a buzzword at the higher levels now. Second, third efforts, second, third efforts, second, third efforts. Um, like I've I've heard people talk about it as getting your nose and your ass into a battle. So you're all in. <laughs> you're all into battles, right? So yeah. <laughs> your nose in an ass or your, your nose, nose and your ass into battle. Like you're you're in it. I don't even know. That doesn't make sense to me. It just means you're all in. Okay. Battle. All right. Anyways, but second, third efforts, right? So, um, number one, take away time and space. How do you do that? You back check card and you track card and, and, and you have unbelievable gaps. Number two, stick pressure, forcing people into bad ice. Again, hate playing against people like that. And third, just competitiveness, man. Second, third efforts. So along the lines of what you were saying, um, it's a lot cleaner. Well done. Thank you. Hopefully a little bit cleaner. Um, and go from there. I like the word relentless. Like that word. It's, the best. it's, it's my hard, favorite word in hockey. Hard to favorite play word against. In hockey. Yeah. When I think of guys that are hard to play against or now, now I'm, you know, now I've had some time to think about this. Let's, let's, uh, get these thoughts out of this noggin of mine. Flip it and reverse it. Put your thing down, flip it and reverse it. Name that song in the comments. Um, <laughs> relentless. Like you go into a battle and you start to like pull out of the corner with the puck and all of a sudden the guy's right back on you. Or you stick lift a guy and you take the puck from him, you start going the other way. A lot of players will take a little bit of a loop or they'll take one second, like a second on the ice is a long time when you're going full speed as far as like creating time and space and a gap. Like they'll take one or two seconds to stop and then back check, backtrack, try and close the gap, like you said, but like relentless MFers, they get stick checked and it's immediate stop on a dime turn around and they're they're on you like white on rice like they are all over you and like those those guys like the four check they the d-man does some kind of evasion move and like a lot of guys will make a big loop and come back out and let somebody else go back in as the new f1 relentless really good four checkers that are very hard to play against again stop on a dime re-engage re-attack like those guys so hard to play against defense like you said gapping up all the time never giving you time and space when you go to the net they're giving it to you they're relentlessly making the game hard on you not letting it be easy for you ever they're never your friend out there it doesn't mean they're they're a goon and they're trying to kill you but they're never skating up to you and being like Oh man, how was a trip in? Like some guys do because they don't want you to hit them or, or, Hey man, so you had a couple points last game. Shut the F up. Don't talk to me. Right. It's game time. You know, like relentless guys who are hard to play against. They never do that stuff. There you go. Boom. 
Okay. Being hard to play against. We wrapped it up. Let's go. Oh yeah. What do you got? Wait, am I up? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I have it on my phone here. All right. Uh, what if your kids say they don't like hockey? What if my kids say they don't like hockey? Yeah. What are you, what are you going to do? Okay. Yeah. Not going to like, not going to like, keep trying to make them play or take them to games no. not even like a little bit no i mean will it hurt inside absolutely 100 yeah. percent, it will yeah. um but yeah man i mean i just want my kids to do what they love and if that's something else then that's something else if it ends up being hockey that's incredible like that would be amazing and um now I'm not going to lie. And I say like, I like, I actively do things to try to get my kids to like hockey. Like, you what? Know, like well, we, I mean, we got like a little shinny net in the living room and Hey, do you guys want to play hockey? Yeah. I take them to public skate every Sunday and, and, uh, and do that, you know, like, um, they, they come to, you know, the first and second periods of, of our home games and they love coming to the home games and things like that. I have them around like our players on Sundays. I take them to the rink for that public skate and the players are around just like getting extra stuff in or for treatment or whatever's going on. So like I put them in environments where hopefully they can, you know, they can like it. Um, but by no means, like if they don't, then, then they don't. And I'm completely fine with that. I think I'm just I'm lucky that I found what I love and have made a life out of it. And that's the only thing that I can ask for, for my kids. If that's hockey, very cool because that's mine too. We can talk about it. We can, you know, bond over it and things like that. But um, if it's not, then it's not. And like my wife has interests too, <laughs> you know, like M has things that she's really passionate about and who's to say that it would be really cool for them to have that kind of connection with their mom as well. Um, so now granted they're really, really young and who knows what's going to happen, but I've really taken from a parenting standpoint, the less is more, um, ease them into it. And I, I'm, starting to see that like that's kind of working like Paigey loves skating she absolutely loves going to the rink like she asked me to go to the rink now not the other way around um, that's cool yeah and then that's all i can hope for and lucy's the same way like they, they love their sundays with dad getting to go to the rink and doing the public skate and seeing the guys in the locker room it's like a a thing for us now so um yeah it's so I don't know if that was a long-winded answer to your question, but at the end of the day, like if, if hockey is it, then awesome. Very, very cool. Uh, if it's not, then Hey, I just hope they find what they love to do and I'll probably save a shit ton of money. <laughs> Especially if you listen to two episodes ago. <laughs> I won't have to quit my job and coach their teams uh, <laughs> so I, I can it. afford it. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. I expected that answer, but I wasn't sure because you are a psycho about hockey. So, in a good way. Um, how about you? Uh, don't have kids yet, but if you end up having a kid at some point, don't have kids. Yeah, don't care. Um, want them to do whatever you know makes them happy i will make them try i will make them try it no doubt about it um but uh yeah like you said just want them to do things i want them to play a team sport they're they're gonna i will if i have a kid they male or female um they will play a team sport um i think hockey teaches you the most life lessons from my experience talking to other people so i hope it's hockey but um if not it'll be some sort of team sport like that yeah. amen yeah. All right. Last question. Last question. Last question. Okay. So my last question 
if you were speaking to somebody that wants to be a high level hockey player, what is one habit on the ice and one habit off the ice that you must get better at to be able to achieve that level? Um, I mean, this is so cliche. I would say skating for like, I don't even want to say skating though. Cause it's so cliche. So I'll say skating for on the ice because everyone knows that you gotta, you gotta be a good skater to play at higher levels. Um, I'm going to go another route. We'll say, okay, obviously skating, that's, that's, we know that one. So if I was going to say another one, one B or two A for higher levels, I'd probably say um, playing with your head up. You have to play with your head up. And the younger you start that, the easier it will be, um, the more natural it will be. Um, the more efficient and effective you'll be by playing that way. So uh, skating, I think is number one, but playing, but playing with your head up is probably like one B. So for on ice, I'd say those two Um, for off ice. It's not really a great answer because it's all encompassing. I would, I would just say um, your body is, is what's going to is a wonderland. Your body is a wonderland. Um, your body, your body is, your body is what you is the vehicle that you need to play well. So you need to take care of your body. And I know this isn't one thing, I guess, but like the prongs of that would be recovery and sleep, one, nutrition and hydration, two, um, and then training, all of your body, eyes, feet like hands coordination like everything to do with training to be an athlete not just training to lift weights like train to be an athlete train to be better at hockey that does not mean doing things that look like hockey that's not what i mean by that but train to be athletic train your eyes train you know in all different sports like things like that because you you're if you're if you don't train the right way you're definitely hampering your ability, hindering your ability um, on the ice at the higher levels, for sure. Yep. I like it. So, yes. So, skating, playing with your head up. Yep. And your body is a wonderland. Your body is a wonderland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about you? Um, I absolutely love your playing with the head up. I think that would be number one for me. A hundred percent being number yeah. one for me. I was going a different way. Um, the the habit that I had was consistent preparation. Ooh. Um, like be consistent in your preparation, like have a routine, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. I, I think that builds confidence. I think that um gives you a plan of of getting better, a development plan, which is what everybody talks. We gotta be on a development plan. Um, but that starts with doing it every day being it's great to have something written down on a piece of paper it's another thing to build the habit of doing it every day right um but your hockey specific one i think is spot on i think it's number one over skating playing with your head up yeah that, I, think, I think so too maybe mm-hmm. like at i mean least, they're at least equal. they're both whatever yeah they're but it's but like you first of all injury prevention <laughs> yes yeah and that's no joke i know i'm laughing right now but that's no joke like if you play with your head down you're probably gonna get hurt 
somebody's yeah. gonna pop you. Yeah. Um, and and just, I mean, hockey sense is the most important thing you can have if you want to be a high level hockey player. And you can't have that without your head up. Now, as you progress and get older and older, it's not just playing with your head up. It's it's scanning. So it's it's you know always looking around, always looking around, always shoulder checking behind you, always looking around, scanning, 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 scanning. So there's a little bit more to it than just the playing with your head up. But dude, you hit the nail on the head. And I'm glad you said that because that's not what I was going to say. But I want to reiterate that that's really, really, really important. Um, and then one habit off the ice that can make you better. And I, I, it's like, I know we talk about this a lot and I don't do it well, but I know when I do it every day and it's part of my routine, it's better. And that's just gratitude. Ah, Like consistently mm. practicing mm. gratitude. Um, is a game changer. And if you listen to podcasts or read books of any of the most high achieving people in the world at any discipline, every single one of them will credit gratitude for being part of the reason why they are where they are. Every single person. Perspective is power, man. Perspective is power and gratitude gives you perspective. It's so easy in life to think of the negative. Why in human nature we are built that way, I don't know. Maybe somebody with more <laughs> smarts than I am know the answer to that question. But for whatever reason, it's easier to go to the negative. It's easier to be lazy. It's easier to be weak. Um, but practicing gratitude every day just is a constant reminder of like the the good things that you have in your life. Uh, we don't do that enough. Oh, too many times we blame, too many times we say poor me, too many times we point the finger, too many times we woe is me because that's the easy thing to do. Um, gratitude and ownership are like just unbelievably important human skills to have to not only be successful in what you want to do, but also be fulfilled and happy with your life. So I would say that if you can build a habit into your day, make it gratitude. And and you have a bad practice at the higher levels, like and it's bad, or you've had a bad game, and then you tack on a bad practice. Like a lot of guys, whether it's juniors, college, pro, get down on themselves and they get into quicksand, and then they start just like digging a hole deeper. And deep. I've been there, you That's know. The truth. And it's like if you can stop, breathe, you know, smell the roses, practice gratitude. Look where I'm at. I'm playing hockey. I'm getting paid to play hockey or I've got a scholarship to play hockey or I'm in the juniors. I thought I'd never get here. Look how many teammates didn't make it to this level. Like I belong here. I have a great family. Like I have this, I have that. I'm, uh, you know, all these things you immediately like stop focusing on the negative and you realize that like one bad day over the course if you however old you are isn't anything it means nothing out of the thousands and thousands and thousands of days that you've been alive one bad day one bad week one bad month doesn't mean anything it doesn't define you you know and by practicing gratitude that gives you that perspective and it allows you to make that mental shift and this is something i do with my guys every single day after every single workout in my gym in the off season is we say we say three things i make them say three things are grateful for in their head after we do our recovery breathing every single day uh it's massively important like tope said so i love that and then the other one you know tope and i both said play with your head up I did not play with my head up when I was younger. I did not. I was fast enough to get away with it when I was younger. It caught up to me. By juniors, I struggled 
because I, I well, also there was two line pass my first year at juniors. Yeah. Two line pass. <laughs> Those of you who are younger have no idea what that is. Dude, two line worst. pass ruined me because I put my <laughs> head down and I, I was played with Staz my whole life pretty much. And I could just sprint out of the zone. He'd get the puck and find me. And I couldn't do that anymore because if you passed over to the blue line and the red line, offsides, it blew the whistle. Um, so two line pass, butt clapped me hard by first year juniors. Thank God they took it out the second year. Um, but, uh, playing with your head up, I had to, I had to force myself for years in practice to look like a dummy skating around with my head, just like a bobblehead looking around because it was so uncomfortable and so foreign to me. And it was not something anybody told me to do when I was younger. And it's not something I thought was, I needed to do. Um, so if you can force your kids to do that when they're younger, if you're a player listening to this, when you're stick handling in the garage at stick and puck, you know, in the basement, dude, don't look down or down up, up for a while, down up, up for a while, like force yourself to be uncomfortable because you will get it. Absolutely. I did. I mean, we had a first rounder on our team that's coming back from injury. And, uh, so for all of you, like people who see, and they're like, yeah, whatever. Not so like first round of my team coming back this week. And uh he was like, Yeah, I want to do some stuff to help me get ready to go. And we literally did a drill where he skated around in the neutral zone and I was putting fingers up and he had to say what the fingers were because he wanted to get used to being like playing with his head up and scanning the ice and seeing where it was and handling the puck while being having to scan things and all that kind of stuff. So like it's real. It's real. It's a it's a huge skill. Love so, it. Love it. Do that in the gym all the time too. All the time. That's so awesome. (laughs) And it's so elementary. Like it's such like a small thing, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's so important. It's so important. I hear the best scouts talk about what they look for in players. And that's something that he plays with the setup, plays with the setup, plays with the setup. It's massive, massive, massive. That's awesome. Love that. uh, What? You got one more? No, that was three for me. Oh, that was three. Did I do three too? Yeah, Yeah, I did my three. Okay. We're done. (laughs) <laughs> All right. apparently i can count <laughs> <laughs> cornell you say huh oh gosh yeah i guess not um well this was fun i like this hopefully Dude, people this get something fun. out of this one My, yeah. minus the two minutes where i went absolutely <laughs> brain dead listeners again i will sincerely apologize what do they have to do they have to like go up and kick you in the ass the next Hit time they see me don't even say anything just come up boot me in the butt and just go 249 <laughs> I'll turn around and I'll shake your hand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Hockey Think Tank podcast. Uh, that sounded really weird. Did that yeah, sound like, sound like a like, huge nerd? I'll take yeah. it from here. Let me, yeah. let me, let me, let me save this. All right. <laughs> okay. Now you can come and kick me in the butt. <laughs> all right. All right. Two forty nine, <laughs> guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we appreciate it. Seriously, like we're on year four. We're crushing. We're getting more and more downloads every episode, but that does not continue to happen. We don't continue to do this if you guys don't keep sharing the show. Please send it to parents grandparents, you know, teammates, organizations, the lady down the street. I don't care. Send it to them if you think it's going to help them. All right. Help us grow the show. Help us bring on unbelievable guests to help you guys get better each and every week. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for your ratings. Thank you for listening. Thank you for kicking me in the ass. 249. Peace.